it up. From the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 basketball facility in Rockland, California, it's Coach's Rise time with Coach C. Collins. It's start three, two, one. Coach's Rise time. Yep, I'm here. It's Coach C. Collins talking uh, Coach's Rise time. Let me talk a little bit of basketball, life, things in between. Give you my perspective on AAU basketball. Um, obviously, if you're here, you might know the main show, which is about that live podcast, which, again, if you're a supporter there, I appreciate it. Um, if you're here and you're checking it out for the first time, thank you for being here. I uh, Please go ahead, hit that like, subscribe. Do the HBO special, help a brother out. It's really appreciated. It helps me out with the algorithm, and I can give you guys more and more good content. Now on to the show. Let's talk about the Adidas circuit. Just got done doing Adidas 3SB. And I'm going to give you guys my perception uh, of my takes on it, especially in comparison to doing the UA Rise and UAA, um, what it looks like, how you know it works, what can maybe work for you as a coach, maybe what can't. And if it helps you out, please take, take my tips, take my notes, and um, I hope it all works out for you. So straight off the bat, um, as far as schools being there, yes, at the Rock Hill, South Carolina, 3SB event for that live period, schools are there. We're talking about 125-plus Division One college coaches in that arena. Um, if you go on my IG, and of course my links are always uh, to everything's in the description, you can hit me up on IG. I will return your messages. Um, I'm not above that. I'm not famous or anything like that by any means but if i can give you guys some tips and some help hit me up um no it's it, it's it's real it's legit i mean duke was there syracuse uh cal ucla usc i mean you if, if you think of some division ones mid-tier to high tier they were there um i'd say you know you're not going to see a lot of juco's there you're not going to see a lot of division threes i think again i could be wrong but i get the interpretation that most of those colleges are more realistic and know that they're most likely not going to get those kids. So, you know, they're, they're shooting for the kids that they know they can get. What I will say, um, what I do like on the three SB, what I wish they would do on the goal side, but I get it. I guess maybe they can't cause of cost and things like that. I don't know the logistics, but this is just what I could say. I saw with the UA rise. And if you guys look at my docu series, you'll see that, um, it was three officials, every game shot clock, and it was um, four quarters. With 3SB, it was three officials, shot clock, two halves. And um, I like four quarters, personally, me. And they didn't do that on the gold side. On the gold side, it was two, uh, I believe, 16-minute half stop clock uh, with two official crews. Um, no shot clock. And I'm sorry, at high school level, there needs to be a shot clock. Um, it just has to be. I know there's extra cost to that because you got to have a scorekeeper who's keeping track of the score and the books and um, the the uh, scores on the the scores on the scoreboard and the stats and things like that. And you need a separate person for chess the shot clock and stats. But dude, just spend the extra money. If if you guys really got to put the cost to the consumer, put the cost on us. You know what I mean? Like charge an extra 25 50 bucks to get those and because it should be the same as the gold side and the 3sb side adidas if you ever listen to this or my guys at the compton magic who help run the uh the three uh the adidas side if this video or podcast ever gets to you guys um that's my tip for you 
you need to have uh, the same experience on the gold side that you would have on the 3SP side. We get the locations are different, the level's different. I get it, but you don't want a lesser than product. Uh, Coach, shout out to Coach Barnes from Bakersfield. He was talking about this on his live, how like the UA rise. Um, yeah, it might be a couple diamonds out there in the rough, but overall those guys are guys that are basically going to go JC or, you know, NAI maybe or something like that. And the UAA, uh, the Under Armour, the association, right? Those are the main guys that are ready for collegiate level. Um, Adidas, I'll say, it, in my opinion, um, the talent level is more distributed. Um, with EYBL, I, I, I think it's top heavy. I think you have the top like 10 teams, 11 teams, 12 teams, because that roughly might be like 30 to 40 teams in there. And those top 10 teams are so leaps and bounds above everyone else that basically it's just the top 10 teams competing with each other. And you basically have um, you basically have the rest of the teams that are there, but they're not really going to get a strong shot at winning it because they just don't have the firepower. Or, um, maybe, again, maybe you get a George Mason situation, you know, where this random team in the UIB out of nowhere makes it happen, or EYCL, but it just seems unlikely. Um, but Adidas, I will say the talented pool is more distributed, so it is more feel like an even playing field. The biggest thing I want to say and note, too, is um, – California teams have lost their grit. Like, we're not – and I'm watching the circuit. I'm watching Jalen Green Elite. I'm watching Team Lillard, um, Team California, Compton Magic, all of us. Like, I don't believe any of the California teams made it to the Final Four for, or maybe the Elite Eight, but we, we don't have our grit like we used to. Um, Utah Prospects won it all. You know, shout out to them. Congratulations to them. Um, and and I, I, my team even played against Utah Gold, had a chance to meet them. Uh, I have a video, if you guys check my IG, I have a couple of videos going viral right now. One in particular where I was speaking about after playing the Utah Gold and what happened there. I know my kids probably felt some type of way, like, Coach, you just lost, and you're out here talking about the video. I'm like, yeah, we lost. Who gives a shit? Like, so what? It happened, and you guys learned from it. So my thing is um, I think – that gold teams, UA Rise teams, EYC, EYCL teams, the JV side of the circuits, if you want to call it that, um, they need to be treated the same if it can't be treated exactly the same. I get that because that's not the high end, but you don't want to treat them less than either. It's not the JV circuit. It's just these teams most likely don't have the financial backing like myself. Like, I don't have an uh, a NBA player financing my guys. Um, I fundraise, I do different things, but I don't have people cutting checks for my club like that. Now, to be real, I do have people in my club who are rich. I do have some people that have some money, but I, it's not on them to pay. And when I mean rich, I mean they're millionaires. It's not on them to pay for other people's kids. And this... Still, I never understood the logic of people believing that their kid should be paid for by other people. It might not be you paying, but somebody is. Why do you think your kid should have someone else pay for them? I don't know. I don't understand it. But that seems to be the thing, I guess. Um, nobody thinks their kids, or especially if their kids are at a high enough level, that other people should be paying for them to play basketball. Um I have kids, and that's just not the case. I'm not going to expect anyone to 
handle anything financially for my child except me. So to have that kind of fucking attitude is ridiculous to me. And I'll call you parents out on that shit all every day of the week. Like, why do you think your kid deserves to be free just because they're your kid? Okay, let's make this clear. Your kid is only special to you. To the rest of the world, that's just another person. It's just another kid. So, you know, stop with all that. That's some bullshit. That's some fuckery right there. Um, but those teams are f- fight hard for their positions and for their chances to elevate and get to that level. Um, shout out to the guys at Compton Magic, Etob, Justin, uh, um, Dom. You know, I think those guys handled everything professionally uh, pretty much all the time. You know, it's watching that level. It really is a, a huge gap that the kids need to know. Like my kids, we didn't win a game out there, unfortunately. There was two games we could have won. Two, maybe three we could have won. One, and we just didn't have it. Um, but I think they now see the margin for error so much smaller. I will say they're at the top levels of these circuits, there's definitely questionable kids out there. I think I saw some kids that actually played a year at JC or gray shirted at JC that were out there at that event. So I think we got to get rid of the whole 17 U, 18 U, all this. I think we really just need to go by ages. We just are just say the age, just say the age, 17, 17, 18, 19 U, all in one thing, right? And it is what it is. You know, if you're 17 years old and you can't play against a 19 year old, well, I mean, you might not be ready for college. That's just the reality of it. Um, jc's i have great relationships with the jc's out here there's six of them in my area and i pushed a lot of my kids to go jc not because i don't think they're talented it's because they need to get older they need to get a little stronger needs to get a little faster get some college um experience just in the atmosphere and then be ready to go uh shout out to coach rob from uh last chance you uh you know used to coach at east la he's at a, a college in uh, Ju- uh juco in san diego um, me and him have a really cool relationship. Uh, he was recruiting Anthony, the my uh, my you know player slash um, nephew slash adopted son that passed away uh, about a year yeah over a year ago, and so I got a chance to see him at Seal Beach at Made Hoops. So we had some good conversations, but really you know again not to get too far off topic, but you know the the, the Adidas circuit is overall a great experience i think they ran it well uh they definitely had colleges there even at the gold events um i'll say the event in oakland all the local schools were there that you would expect sf state uh cal state east bay funny enough you don't see dominican at a lot of these things or maybe they're there and they're hiding but dominican if you dominican university if you're out there man like if you hear this you need to get out there some more uh, shout out to William Jessup. They're about to go Division Two, so we'll have a Division Two right down the street from my gym in Rockland. So that's really good to know. And over, like I said, Adidas you, did a did a phenomenal job um, in their event. All the uh, I think all the shoe circuits do a phenomenal job in their event. Um, I had a chance to me and the director of Team Curry um, had a chance to kind of talk and, and, and holler at each other. And that was really cool to just kind of get his perspective. Cause obviously he's director of team Curry and team Curry is their flagship program. So it's kind of nice to see and hear from their perspective on, uh, how it all works on his end. And he gave me some good insight. I, I appreciate those. Cause I, I one thing I've been realizing, especially, um, after what I've been doing, 
there's there's I've I've garnered a good amount of respect in this basketball community, and I really do appreciate those who message me, who talk to me, who su- support me, tell me, "Hey, man, you're doing a great job." It's really appreciated. I don't I don't always know if everything I'm doing is right. It's just what I think is right at the moment, <laughs> and I do the best interpretation I can. That hopefully these episodes, even if you're listening, give you some insight and help you out. Uh. I def I had some videos that went viral, semi viral I guess like I said, and it's been it's been on my Instagram. One I did it was it was a fucking joke. I can't believe how serious some people are taking. I want to say eighty to eighty five percent of the people understand it's a joke, and it's me talking about the reclass situation. I'm I've been kind of staying away as far as doing it as a topic because I think we're beating a dead horse at this point, but. You know, obviously, I'm someone who's not an advocate of reclassing on the youth side. On as far as high school, that's a different animal. I think high school it is what it is. If you're a varsity player at 15, you're a varsity player at 19. It just is what, it is, and you got to deal with it. But the genetic disadvantages between an 11 year old and a 15 year old are just so insurmountable. Um, if you want something to parallel it. It's why they're talking about why men shouldn't be allowed in women's sports. It's bone density. It's uh, lung capacity, um, heart rate, uh, muscle density. Like these are genetic factors that no matter how hard these women work, they're not going to be able to overcome them. Um, So it's the same for youth. I could have a super advanced, super talented 11-year-old go against a halfway decent mediocre 14 to 15 year old and that kid is the 15 or 14 year old is most likely going to win because they just have genetic advantages that the 11 year old just doesn't have yet so for us to ignore it and act like this reclassing at the youth side isn't a thing is ridiculous and of course there's coaches out there that are telling kids you should reclass you should do this and all that listen every kid has their own journey i personally believe one year is good and you only have a you only have a set amount of reasons why i think you should reclass which again i that's just another topic for another day. But check out those videos. Support if you want. Hit the follow. Hit the like. It, it's really appreciated. The The Adidas, if I gave them an overall grade, got to give them like a, a A minus, B plus, A minus. Uh, again, it's just to me more or less how they treat the goal side and the stage. Not to say they don't treat it well, but I do think I will say on the rise side, they treated the UA rise the same as the UAA. Like there was three officiated crews, shot clock. However, what I will give an advantage again, I think I said it in an episode before, but what I will give an advantage on the Adidas side is they keep stats. They keep full stats. And, you know, I'm sure I know they're using grassroots and the passport and their algorithm to make all that happen. But honestly, they, they do a good job with that. And it is kind of good to know for the kids to see in real time how they're doing. Um, I got, a couple new things going on with me. I'm hoping to get a couple podcasts out in terms of about that life. So please check that out. We will see, you know, realistically, um, what's going to happen in the future of AU. Uh, there's a couple things down the pipeline. Just the last tip for if you're doing high school AU next year, as far as I know, and I could be wrong, but my sources tell me that the NCAA is shifting the live periods. So instead of doing two in April or one in April and they're taking April away and they're going to do one in May. They're going to do one in May, two in July. Biggest reason in April because transfer portal kids are allowed to go to colleges in April. 
So colleges aren't going to live peer events because they can recruit the transfer portal kids to come to their school. And why would they go check those kids out when they can have a transfer portal kid, a transfer portal kid come to their college? So they are allowed to do that in April. So that's why they're taking that live period away. Don't know which weekend they're doing in May. I personally think they should do Memorial Day weekend. That way you don't have to worry about school and maybe you get an extra day so you can get some extra games. You could do uh, two games each day from uh, Friday to Sunday so you can potentially get six. And or you can do it all the way until Monday. You could do a one, two, two, one. And, you know, Monday people can use that day to travel back, right? Because Memorial Day usually falls on that. So that's overall uh, the news for AAU I can give you guys and things like that. Other than, you know, the biggest thing, again, if you're looking to aspire to go on a shoe circuit, you have to get some high-level guys, get them to buy in, keep them gravitating towards what you're doing, and really retain those guys and progress forward through that. And with that, we're coming to an end. Um, thanks for checking it out. Appreciate you guys if you stayed all the way through. If you made it to the end, again, think about it. Think, hit that like, subscribe, help me out with the algorithm. You know, do the HBO special, help a brother out. You know, the biggest thing I can keep giving you guys tips on is um, keep working hard on making your teams grow and elevate to the status that you want. I've been getting DM quite a bit, and it's really appreciated of people just saying, hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? I'll give you the best advice I can than what's worked for me. Um, I believe it's open more doors than close. And you have to accept the fact kids just aren't going to be loyal. They're going to go where they think is best, and, and you have to roll with the punches with that. But you do have that small group of kids that will rock with you because they truly believe in you and see the progression that you're doing, not only for them as a player, but setting them up to go into college. With that being said, I hope everybody day is good. I hope you're living it up. I hope you're staying cool in this heat. And I'm out. Peace.